This podcast replay is brought to you by EJDconstruction.com. Call Eric at EJD Construction at 305-433-4843. They do it all, residential or commercial. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. Ah, good morning, boys and girls. Hope you all are doing well. Coming to you live from Indianapolis. Yes, sir. Our Well, tomorrow will be our final day. We'll travel and uh, I may be doing a uh, crypto show or something tomorrow. Uh, you never know. It could be a possibility. Nice little dip last night. Wow. That whole Silvergate thing uh, ended up... Uh, we're liquidating a whole bunch of longs. It's like two, like, I don't know, like 200 million. So, uh, yeah, nice little uh, dip uh, this morning. So for those of you that are in the crypto sphere, you got a nice little gift this morning. Anyway, uh, we thank all of you out there, as always, for uh, tuning in. Got a, a ton of guests today on the program. So we are uh, blessed to have a lot of people joining us. Uh, we got Ira Winderman. We'll stop by at 1030 as the Heat get ready to take on the Knicks. Uh, we've got Manny Navarro at 11. We've got some new coaches and uh, Jason Taylor, part of the mix, uh, which is really, really cool. Uh, Scott Pianowski will stop by our uh, Miami Dolphins NFL report uh, with Scott Pianowski and Sports Grill, of course, one of our proud sponsors of uh, this road trip here and eight amazing locations and don't forget wings for miami this weekend and uh, to give you the uh info if you want to be a part of wings for miami you can get a discount by using our code big o go to wings for wishes wings for wishes miami.com and it's going to be a great event use our code big o and the first 30 listeners who want to purchase tickets are going to get 20 percent off so if it's not there anymore, then maybe the 30 listeners already went in. But um, you can go to wingsforwishesmiami.com, and it is an awesome event. It is the ninth annual Wings for Wishes. It will take place on Saturday, and they're going to have a block party, which will feature famous amateur wing-eating competition, renowned chicken wing tasting, and, of course, the crown favorite, the Major League Eating Professional Wing Competition. They will have savory food stations featuring delicious recipes, some of South Florida's favorite restaurants, along with a wide range of refreshing beverages, uh, mouth-watering desserts, live music, fun family activity, an awards presentation. Over 2,000 people attend this. This is a great event. It goes for a great charity. You're going to make kids' wishes come through come through. You can also make a donation also at wingsforwishesmiami.com if you can't go. So you can also do that. They're going to have an amateur eating contest, which means anybody can get in. Even Sean Stanley can get in. I don't know. I heard he might be getting in that competition. Uh, you know, what can I tell you? But go to wingsforwishesmiami.com. And if you want to go and go with your buddies or friends or family members, Get the tickets, use our code Big O so you can get 20% off, man. And you're going to eat all kinds of food and drinks and all kinds of stuff. So it's a, it's a really, really cool event. Plus, it goes for a great charity. So Scott Pianowski, thanks to Sports Grill, will be on with us at noon. Uh, Cameron Wolf will stop by at 1230. 
and Alan Pupar will join us at one o'clock. Alan normally joins us on Thursday, but he had some conflicts over at the uh, stadium, and um, and so uh, he, we pushed him back to today. Alan, we were hanging out with Alan yesterday, and by the way, um, Doug and Adam, uh, thanks guys. Uh, some of our listeners came over to uh, Kilroy's uh, yesterday and hung out with us, and we were watching the Panthers game and. And having some food and stuff like that so uh it was cool to meet some of you guys out there i know some of you uh ended up telling me you know texting me and uh telling me you couldn't make it but a couple guys did show up so thanks to doug and adam uh showing up over at kilroy's that was uh that was a lot of fun uh and there's adam there on the on the chat board and, uh i've seen adam for years on social media so it was good uh to meet him yesterday uh, at, uh, at Kilroy. So that was actually really cool. So I appreciate Doug and Adam, uh, showing up yesterday and hanging out with me and, uh, and Poopart yesterday over at, uh, at, uh, Kilroy's actually, um, um, what's it called? David Ferronis showed up after the two guys left. Uh, David Ferronis from the Sun Sentinel, uh, showed up and, uh, was hanging out with us for a little while as we watched the Panthers lose. Like, you know, I'm still like, I'm here. And I'm still like going out of my way to watch the Heat and the Panthers. Why? Why? Why do I do this? Why do I torture myself? You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things. I I, I can't help it, but I love my local teams. It doesn't matter. In fact, uh, Doug and Adam they were with us yesterday. We were we were talking about you know how it's funny how some Dolphin fans sometimes oh. I'm, I'm done with the team. And it's like, you're full of shit, dude. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're pissed off right now. You'll be fine. You'll be back and all that good stuff. But it's just, man, I, I tell you, I, I am a, I'm a glutton for punishment because I'm on the road and I could just worry about doing my job out here and go track new people down and whatever. But I'm going out of my way to take a couple of hours to watch the Panthers, you know, last night. Good thing is I'm at Kilroy's and I'm eating some good food and, hanging out with some good people. So, you know, the time went by uh, relatively fast. So that was good. But if it wasn't for you guys, Doug and Adam and Poopart and, and Ferronis, uh, yeah, it would have been a, a long night to watch the Panthers for those hours. Uh, it just, when they went up to nothing, it was one of those things like, damn, dude, it, you almost felt like right there you, you, you lost it. Anyway, they're, they're in the 11th spot right now. And uh, they've got Pittsburgh on Saturday. It doesn't get any easier for them. Uh, so we'll see what we'll see what happens uh, overall. Uh, Heat and Knicks tonight, eight o'clock. Jimmy Butler's got knee soreness. Yeah, you know that con that contract's going to be just fantastic over the next three years. Uh, and Kyle Lowry also with his left knee. Uh, Butler is questionable. Lowry is out. So we'll see if uh, if Butler doesn't play. The Knicks are 37 and 27. They're 10 games over 500. And Miami is three games over 500. That's kind of all you need to know right there. Knicks are actually favored by three on the road here against the Heat. Uh, we'll see what happens with uh, with Butler. So we'll, we'll get to uh, we'll get to watch. I don't know. Should I even watch that tonight? You know. Tonight's a big night. I, uh, I I probably am going to be working the streets uh, overall. 
and I don't have to wake up nearly as early tomorrow morning. So that's the good thing. Although I gotta say, this is this Airbnb, this Airbnb is solid, except for the bed. The bed has been just really. I have not slept well. I have not had a, a good night's sleep uh, since I since I got here, unfortunately. So it is what it is. You know, you got to deal with what you got to deal. But I already told the guy that uh, runs this Airbnb. I said, "Yo, man, that bed of yours is not uh, up to snuff, dude." But uh, I'll be filing a complaint about that. So he will get a negative complaint from me on Airbnb for uh, for that damn bed. Everything else is fine, actually. Location, place is good, comfortable. I can do anything I need to do here. But yeah, you got to have a bed when you. You got to have a you know a decent night's sleep, and I have not had a decent night's sleep so far since I've been here, unfortunately. Um, Dolphins wise. There's not really a lot of things to talk about the Dolphins, but let me just talk about lazy-ass media. Remember what I told you, it's a lot easier to be negative. It's a lot easier to just make shit up than actually try to focus on stuff that could be positive. You know, um, last couple of days we had a interview with Skyler. Um, we didn't have to go sensationalistic or anything with it. And it was a good interview. We had some fun. Yesterday we had Nick Hicks on, you know, and I'm working on some more Dolphin people we're going to have on next week. Um, so I'm going to try to do a lot of that this offseason for you guys. Uh, we're going to try to get a lot of Dolphins uh, players, current, former. Uh, we're going to do a lot of that this offseason for you guys. Something we didn't really do that we, you know, you know, the good thing is last year the Panthers were really good. And the Heat we're good. And this year, our winter teams are really mediocre. You know, hell, one may not even make the playoffs in the Panthers, the way it's looking right now. And the Heat are, my God, they're they're going for a play-in game, you know, right now. So things are very good with our winter teams. And, and it shows with your lack of interest in it, by the way. Uh, one of the things that's beautiful about doing this that I, I didn't know, I didn't really know in radio because you know, I, I'm not in control of the numbers. When you're when you're in a when you when you work for a station, you don't really know the numbers. You know, and plus, if you have somebody stupid uh, that really doesn't know the business, kind of like what they have now, uh, you're not you're really at a disadvantage. Also, you know what I mean. And so, you know, it doesn't help when you got shitty leadership. Um, but now, when I obviously running this. You know, Sean and I get a good feel for what's working and what's not working. And uh, and and you guys aren't responding to Heat and Panther stock nearly. Not like you were last year. I can tell by the downloads in a big time way. So a lot of you have lost a lot of interest in the winter teams. But we will um, we will do a lot of that, you know. So, um, Nizzo, I don't get hotels anymore when I go on the road. I get Airbnbs. Uh hotels are actually it's more expensive and you're in a little room you know i i like getting this one was a one bedroom because i was coming by myself um although the, the 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 couch i'm on has a pull out but i'm not going to sleep on a pull out um it's the same shit that i'm sleeping on now uh normally i get like a two or three bedroom house wherever i go ask sean uh, normally didn't we have a three bedroom in vegas right we had a we had a bedroom that was just you know, uh, not being used. 
Um, so I, I, I like getting Airbnbs. I like, um, you know, like in Vegas, I didn't want to have to walk eight blocks to get to my car. You know what I'm saying? And so I like Airbnb where I just get out of the door, walk up, get in my car, and take off, you know? Or in this case, I have a lot of room, you know? There's a full kitchen. I, I have a full bedroom, full bath, all that, living room, you know, all that. So uh, I kind of like being a little bit more comfortable when I go on the road. So um, if I was working for a company, I would probably be in a hotel getting the points. You know what I mean? So, by the way, I've gone to hotels where the bed also is, you know, sometimes it's not uh, not that great. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, I wanted to get into, because, and I like, I, and I got nothing personal against Greg Cody. Uh, he's a good dude. I've always enjoyed his work. Um, you know, but lately there's been this whole laziness, which comes from the media in general. And today he put out a lazy ass article about are the Dolphins delaying the Tua decision because they might be waiting on the X factor, Lamar Jackson. And, dude, if that is not the laziest clickbait article out there, because there's no shot they're going for Lamar Jackson. They have no interest in Lamar Jackson, okay? I mean, anybody who signs Lamar Jackson to the contract he wants, you're a freaking moron, and you're going to get burned okay it's the same thing same thing i said about the heat when you went after lowry you know same thing and by the way same thing i said about jimmy butler's extension not a smart move by the miami heat you know it's it's pretty obvious for me some of you haven't seen you know you don't really understand that lamar jackson's really not a good passer uh, and plus, he's a sack of injuries the last two years because he has to run and take a beating. And that's the only way he can play. He can't play from the pocket. See, that's the beauty of of having a Pat Mahomes. Um, he got his ankle injured badly, but he doesn't really need to run to survive. He can stay in the pocket and beat you. He can use his legs. And, and hell, in the Super Bowl, he had a big run, even on that, on that ankle. But that's the Super Bowl. You got to let it all out. But, you know, you're Brett Favre, you, your knee is like completely shot. But you stayed there in the game because you can play from the pocket. You know, one year Russell Wilson started the season where he had a high ankle sprain, a, a, a knee injury, and something else. He had like three injuries. Stayed in the game. He was playing on one leg, but he could play from the pocket. And so, you know, this Greg Cody article is a lazy article because everything they've told you and everything they've proven over and over and over again is that they're committed to Tua. Plus, they don't have the two first-round picks to trade anyway, right? Which is also, you know, if you want to if you want to at least try to talk about the stupid subject then also look at the reality of it. Plus, you're in cap hell. You know, it's like you've got to do all kinds of things to get under the cap. It's like, and then Yard Barker then picks up Greg Cody's article and uses that headline 
and all that, like, well, maybe they're waiting and all, and there's no story there. There's zero interest. In fact, Greg Cody doesn't even break wind. He's never broken a story in his life. He never adds any kind of insight ever in his life. That's never what he's been. He's been a columnist. He provides commentary. He has zero insight. Zero. He doesn't bring anything. He doesn't break any stories. He's an entertaining writer. That's what he does. That's what he's always been. Not an insider. Never been an insider in his entire life. He's never been an insider. Okay? He writes on the light side of sports and, and goofiness and things like that. So this is just a lazy clickbait article that will get people going just because it's controversy. But there's zero substance to it. You know what I mean? It's as bad as the Fox idiots talking about, you know, uh, an election that wasn't rigged, but kept spewing it out there because there's enough stupid people out there that will believe it. Same thing here. There's enough stupid people that will actually run with this and then talk about it in their offices and to their friends. And, hey, did you see, the, you know, maybe they're still interested in, in, in Lamar. No, they're not. Dude. They're not interested in Lamar. That's not even on anywhere in the stratosphere. Plus, look who's writing it. Someone that has never broken any news in his life. Someone that doesn't add any insight whatsoever. It's commentary. That's it. Commentary from an outsider's point of view, not an insider's point of view. Okay? Again, nothing personal, but if we're going to call shit like we see it, okay, then we'll call shit like we see it. All right? I know people that will provide insight. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you, that guy might know something, okay? This guy knows nothing, okay? It's more riding, you know, the bird picking games, and that's his, that's his shtick. This is pure laziness. That's all it is, pure laziness to just get clicks. That's all it is. It's a, it's a shame, dude, that media is so lazy. And you just actually don't want to put real work into it. Instead, you just throw shit out there that has zero substance, zero truth. You know, and then stupid people will then run with it and they don't think, well, wait a minute, dude. When have I ever seen Greg Cody break anything? When, when has he ever provided any real insight on anything? No, he's just kind of a goof off, right? In his writing, that's kind of what he does. Makes you laugh, you know, says some stuff, whatever, but it's not really any insight. So why would I, but they won't think that at the moment because you're either so blinded by your disbelief in Tua, you know what I mean? Or your ignorance that you actually think Lamar Jackson is like a real franchise quarterback. One of the two. Not sure which one it is. But, you know, it's just, come on, bro.
you know, again, nothing personal, but I'm just going to call it like I see it. You know, someone that provides zero insight. He's an outsider, not an insider. Never been an insider in his life, ever. So what would he know about any kind of negotiations? What would he know about the Dolphin front office? Nothing. Zero. So, and then Yard Barker then goes on it. And this is how one bad media take gets taken over by another bad media take. And then it's just laziness after laziness, which then creates a lazy society. Because you're not going to work hard enough to actually realize, oh, wait a minute, hold on a second. This dude doesn't provide any insight. Why would I believe him? There's no substance here. Anyway, as we move on, uh, let's see what else do we have. Um, Steve Chapman in the house, John Santos, Kyle Cockrell, Tua Time, Giovanni, John Padilla, uh, Jay Gelfin. Jay, I hope you're feeling better, my brother. He had, uh, he had double hernia, hernia surgery. He's in the hospital right now. So some love for our guy, Jay Gelfin. Get better, my brother. Thomas Jensen, Terry Lynch, King Short. Uh, let's see. Are you kidding me now? An edge rusher runs a 4-3-7. What the hell? Their athletes are better and bigger, stronger, and faster now, man. Doesn't mean you're a great football player, by the way, just because you run a 4-3-7. Uh, Adam, oh, it was great hanging out with you last night at Kilroy's. Lots of fun. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you for showing up. You and Doug were fantastic. Pleasure to meet you guys. Love meeting the people that make this platform what it is. And uh, very appreciative because uh, Doug's been listening since years ago, back to the you know QAM days when it was on at 10 a.m. and all that good stuff. And I know Adam has been with us forever. Also, I know that he's been on this platform from the early days too, when we were when there was 20 or 30 people just on the platform <laughs> watching. Uh, and so we've uh, been able to grow that. Alexis is in, Gus Gus 1388, Jamie Zaria in San Jose. Knight says, I can't wait for open practice this year. I'm going finally. Good for you, Knight. I hope to see you there. Come by and say hi. When you guys go to Dolphins practice, I'm usually there at Dolphins practice. So make sure you walk on over and say hi, okay? You know what I look like. I don't know what you look like, but you all know what I look like. That's the funny part about this, this job of mine. <laughs> uh, Tim Chuddy in the house. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. Yes, Thomas. Uh, too extreme. Nizzle. Kevin Beal. Uh, he says, have a great weekend, only six months until week one of the NFL season. It'll be here soon, man. Oh, is the bed too soft or too hard? Dude, it, it has no box no box spring, okay? I'm a big guy, bro. And it has, it's one of those, like, aluminum frames with the skinny mattress, and then you feel the, you know, the springs that are under. And I got to tell you something, I'm feeling the damn springs already. You know, it's like, it's, it's not, it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. I told the guy, unacceptable, you know? So, yeah, nothing beats your own bed. Hell yeah, bro. 
that uh, I got that uh, foam shit, that uh, Tempur-Pedic, right? Is that what it's called? Um, yeah, that thing. I love that thing. Uh, that is freaking awesome. Uh, run 34 run. Would it be possible to get a Dan Marino interview? I can work on it. I can work on it. But, you know, Dan's very reserved. So I, I probably could get more out of Dan if I just have some fun and, I don't know, maybe talk about more older days or something. But putting, um, you know, he, he's kind of very reserved. But I, I could try it. I can definitely try. Ah, there's Doug. Got to meet the big O last night at Kilroy's. Thank you for being so gracious. What a great night. Thanks for the bread rolls. Yes. There are those garlic bread rolls stuffed with cheese and pepperoni. Man, those things are good. Night is in. James Roman. Uh, Airbnb has changed his hospitality game. Yes, it has. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, Dolphin 13, big O, will the Dolphins find a true center allowing Connor to move back to his rightful position? Uh, dude, he was a, like a top five center. He played really well. No. You sound like the guy that wants to find a quarterback when you have the top rated quarterback. No. No. Connor did well, bro. You know, I'm not, I'm not I would not, uh, I would not move him. It's a lot harder to find a center than it is a guard. You can find another guard. Centers are really tough to get. No, no. In fact, I think he'll be even better this year going into his second year. He did a really good job this year. I'm not exactly sure why people, some, are hung up on moving Connor Williams. Sabres fans since the days of LaFontaine and Hasek. Last 20 years have been rough. Hard when your team is not good staying engaged with your team, let alone the sport. I know. But yet, I go out of my way while I'm here to watch the Heat, to watch the Panthers. I'm getting disappointed. And I'm like, I could be tracking down people in the NFL at bars. Instead, I'm I'm watching this. And, of course, obviously, I have to do a talk show. So I need to know what the hell is going on. You know, because I'm actually one of those guys that watches the goddamn games. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just don't read the paper and, you know, nothing against Ira that he's up next, but I, I just don't read the paper and then say, okay, let me see, you know, what Ira and Anthony wrote. And then that I'll formulate my opinions on that. No, no, no. That's why when Ira comes on at times we will talk, we will disagree. We'll have different points of view because I'm also freaking watching. And so maybe I see something different than he sees, you know what I mean? Or he sees something and he enlightens me, but that's kind of the way it is. You know, so, but yet I torture myself and I watch our teams no matter what. Man, our winter teams are hurting. Uh, Big O, he needs the clicks and attention to his articles. That's the best way to get it from the people who don't know much about what the Dolphins have going on. Yeah, but it was a, it was just a, you know, that was just weak, weak. When you know exactly what's going on, you know, I just found it weak. So. But I appreciate all of you out there. Don't forget, you can uh, also make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show on Cash App or Venmo. Remember, our friends at High and Leah Park are giving away a Mercedes Benz. So all you got to do is go down there to High and Leah Park and play the slot machines. The more, more times you play, 
the more entries you get to win that Mercedes-Benz. Remember that first floor? Hundreds and hundreds of gaming machines, okay? And they've also got these smoking hot slots outside because inside it's a smoke-free casino. And in the second floor where the poker room's at, smoke-free also. So when you go out there, you're not going to have somebody blowing smoke in your face. That's why they have the smoking hot slots outside. It's got plenty of ventilation and all that stuff. So if you want to take your vape pen, you want to take your cigars, your cigarettes, you can go outside and enjoy the smoking hot slots and get into the Mercedes drawing. They've given away a Ford F-150, an Alfa Romero, and now a Mercedes-Benz. It's really cool. And they're giving it away on April Fool's Day. And you will not, somebody will not be an April's fool. Somebody's going to get a Mercedes Benz on April Fool's Day. So get on down there. They've got the Champions uh, uh, Club where you can uh, wager on any horse track in the country. Go see our friends at High Aaliyah Park. All right, let's get ready. Let's take a quick break here. Ira Winderman will join us with our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report next. Heat fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Here's Ira Winderman. All righty, Ira. How are you doing, my friend? You doing all right? Better than the Heat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I see that. You know, before we get into the Heat, I talked about this yesterday, and I don't know if you agree with me, and obviously it doesn't look like they're interested, the whole Goran Dragic thing. And uh, I read a report where Milwaukee now is the one that is interested in him. And I talked about this yesterday because obviously once he became available, the struggles of Lowry, hey, go get Goran Dragic. It kind of makes a lot of sense. And I, and I was one of those guys, but then I started to think about it the night before last, and I talked about it yesterday. And I said, the Heat, there's no way they can make this move because it would only bring grief to them because if he's playing well or if Lowry's struggling and then you go to Goran Dragic and then you'll create even more tension between Lowry, the team, Butler, all this kind of stuff. I almost think that you might need Goran Dragic. He might be able to help you, but because of the internal stuff going on, this may not be the time to make a move for a guy like that because it might create some more tension in there than you already have. Your thoughts on that? Screw the tension. You, you've got to be able to have ambulatory and able bodies to do what you're doing. If Kyle Lowry is not available, look, he showed up in Philadelphia's hometown, listed as questionable, didn't play. Doesn't play on Wednesday night here in a critical home game against the Sixers. Already listed out as tonight for the Knicks, and it's the start of a back-to-back. I doubt if he doesn't come back tonight against the Knicks, he's playing Saturday against the Hawks. So you're talking about a player who hasn't played since February 2nd. Then you can go further and say, okay, Ira, but you have a backup point guard, a capable guy in Gabe Vincent. But Gabe's really fallen off a cliff. And sometimes, Big O, it's just a matter of asking someone to do more than their pedigree yes. than, they, than they can do. So it's maybe not a fault of Gabe Vincent. No one really said Gabe Vincent's an NBA quality starting point guard. They said he's a very nice piece in rotation. And there's no other point guard on the roster. So then you say to yourself, ah, no problem. Tyler Hero can handle it. Well, you know what? You add those responsibilities, and his shooting has been abysmal since the All-Star break. 
when you're asking a guy to go above and beyond when he's still trying to really settle into that starting role also. So then you say, okay, we'll have Bam handle. Well, Bam's had a guard, Joel Embiid, in one game. His guard, Nikola Jokic, bigger centers. He doesn't need that on his plate. Then you say, throw it to Jimmy Butler. But you and I, all we're saying is Jimmy needs to score because no one else can. It's kind of crazy that during the all-star break and buyout deadline, they got two big guys in Kevin Love and Cody Zeller and never addressed point guard. It's, you know, unless they thought the point guard options were so poor that there was no need to go in that direction. And let's face it, Goran did fall out of the rotation of a pretty bad Chicago Bulls team. He's not the player we thought he once was. No, of course not. But the fact that they haven't addressed point guard, and it's been sink or swim with Gabe Vincent now since February 2nd with Kyle Lowry out. Isn't this whole season about trying to give Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo their best shot? Yeah, yeah, but you're talking about what they should do. Well, apparently this is not that club anymore. It's They don't do what they're supposed to do anymore. They do other things like sign a 33-year-old point guard to a ridiculous contract, like dealing with the Deadman situation where you have to give up a second-round pick. So it's not – they're not and, – and that's why they accommodate their players more than anything else nowadays, whereas, you know, Riley was a little bit more ruthless back in the day. I, I don't see that ruthlessness, and that's why I don't think they'll do that now, and that's why maybe we haven't heard anything of Miami – and Goran Dragic. And then the next question is, who do you cut for Goran Dragic, right? And that's the other debate, uh, you know, amongst it. And again, are you hanging on to guys that really aren't that good? Are you well, really? Well, we have two ways to go. And one of the guys, and like you mentioned, the loyalty is to a Haywood Highsmith. And look, he's been a terrific emergency fill-in when you've needed him. But now you're down to brass tacks and have to win in the moment. And yes, it is cruel and unfair for a guy who's busted his ass and done nothing but everything you've asked him to do. But like you said, it's a business. Godfather Pat Riley would approach things as it's a business. He would trade Eddie Jones if he had to. He would trade a young and upcoming Karan Butler if he had to. My whole point on this center point guard is this. I'm not worried about chasing mistakes. You keep talking when I come on here and have accurate Pembroke Pines reports about the bad Kyle Lowry contract, and I don't disagree. I'm just moving forward. I'm moving forward from Deadman. I'm saying to myself, in this moment right now, how can the Heat not give itself a better chance with at least one more point guard on the roster? I agree. I saying, I agree. Because we've got to make this work with Kyle Lowry. Screw that. Don't worry that he's, he's getting paid. But if they're not years. making the move, then what's the reason why? The reason why is trying to make it work, is trying to justify that Kyle will come back yet and will be on that white horse leading the Heat back to the playoffs and out of the play-in, and we're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. So again, there was hope on Monday. There was hope on Wednesday. There was hope for Friday today. There had been hope for this weekend. Now there's not. That's the thing is, if your trainers are doing their job, which I believe they are, and giving you the proper, proper medical information and saying he'll be back this day, this day, or this day, there's been enough time to address that. Instead, they added another center in Cody Zeller. God bless him. He's played well. But there's a glaring need, I think, elsewhere. This team is struggling. The offense is horrific. And they've really told Gabe Vincent, God bless him, it's Gabe or bust. That's a lot to put on the kid. Well, I know. And this is not a team that used to justify shit. 
they used to get rid of you and 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 move on and that's because they uh, that's, used to be able to get rid of you because they didn't wait too long because they had a point where they said okay not working or going to be overvalued let's move on from it they're past that point of no return with Kyle Lowry they're past that point of no return with Duncan Robinson that's the problem so I mean look you know what a new point guard you know whose position he could take is Duncan Robinson's who did not play in the primary rotation at all on Wednesday night clearly is not part of the rotation, but he has four more years in his contract. There are three more years at $50 million plus. So all of a sudden you sort of get tied in and tied up by all that. So I know Hall of Heat Nation is saying, nah, don't worry, expiring contract. You'll trade Kyle in the offseason. Not that easy. Duncan Robinson, now they'll find a taker. Not that easy. Well, no, that we go, if yeah. it was that easy, it would have been done by the February 9th NBA trading deadline. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's the other thing that they – they are they are signing deals that definitely are not movable after they sign them, and that's been that's been a really rough go for them. All right, so what's the deal with Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler has a sore knee that caused him to miss nine games, I believe. I was listening to a, an internet radio show. The, oh yeah, the Big O show. Oh, and, guy, and Big O was talking about how when you sign an older player, you're going to have injuries and aches. It's part of all of us getting old. That's what's happened with Jimmy Butler. He has sore knees. Shocking for a 33-year-old NBA player who played humongous minutes at the start of his career. I hope Jimmy can push through it, but here's the problem, Big O. Each of the next three weekends, the Heat have a back-to-back. Tonight, New York, at home tomorrow against Atlanta. Both very big games. Next week, they have Cleveland on Friday at a tougher-than-you-thought Orlando team on Saturday. And in two weeks, at Chicago, at Detroit. So if you have to measure minutes for Jimmy Butler and you have three huge back-to-backs coming up, including one late in the season at Philly and at Washington, that's the problem. That there's not enough plan Bs on this team because either the rotation didn't work out how you thought, players are underperforming, or injuries have gotten in the way. So there's been a lot put on Jimmy Butler's plate. And again, I know he's missed 15 games. It might seem abnormal, but you know what? If the Heat can only get 15 missed games from Jimmy Butler, they're probably ahead of the NBA star curve in most cases anyway. They just can't afford any more beyond that. You get 67 games from Jimmy Butler, big old, let's be honest. We talk about this on our Accurate Pembroke Pines reports. It's probably what you expected going into the season. But if he misses 16, 17, 18 games on the back, back ends of those back-to-backs, you're talking playing, you're talking, hey, we might be done with this whole thing by April 15th. Tyler Hero, man. What's the deal with Tyler Hero? You know, I'm funny because I just got done writing my Sunday column on that. It's not Tyler Hero's fault, but I believe at the root cause of the heat struggles is Tyler Hero's situation. By capitulating, by kowtowing to ownership after paying him that extension and starting him, I think they've thrown everything out of whack. This team, horrific three-point shooting, we know that. But they've always had a three-point shooter in their starting lineup during the best of times, either Robinson or Struess. Tyler comes in. They don't have that. You're de-emphasizing the three-point shooting. The bench has been horrible. This is the lowest-scoring bench in the NBA, uh, rather lowest-scoring offensive net rating in the NBA, fourth-worst bench in overall net rating because you've taken the sixth-man-of-the-year guy, moved into the starting lineup, and all of a sudden, you counted on Victor Oladipo. That didn't work out so well. And you, you counted keep, on Max Struess. That keep didn't work accommodating. Out. You yes. keep accommodating. And, and so, again, and I understand if you're the Arisons and you're going, wait, you think this guy is worth $120 million guaranteed over four years and you're not starting him? 
And I've always felt, you know, we talk about Eric Spolstra and, and your appreciation of him. I think in this case, Eric Spolstra's hands might have been tied behind his back. I'm not so sure that Tyler Hero starting was necessarily his decision. And Big O, I go back to this. In 2019, the Miami Heat drafted Tyler Hero number 13. And yet when Deion Waiters went south, instead of starting Tyler Hero, they started undrafted Kendrick Nunn. Why? Because for the greater good of the team, that's the situation that Eric Spolster preferred. I think by force-feeding Tyler into the starting lineup, through no fault of his own, the Heat have created this ripple effect down the roster. Matter of fact, if you were to ask me, Ira, what one move outside of injuries has altered the Heat dynamic from a team that went to last season's Eastern Conference Finals, I would say it's Tyler Hero in the starting lineup. You have to wonder if money talked more than strategy and common sense talked in that situation. Ah, money talks, a little struts. All right. Um, and here's the other one that I think kind of threw the team a little bit out of whack also, Caleb Martin. Uh, we They threw him into that power forward role, and that threw him out of whack, where I loved what they did last year with him. Dude, you're Jimmy Butler when Jimmy Butler's off the court. That kind of went well. He would come – Jimmy would come off the – you know, come off the court – Caleb will come off the bench and replace him. Jimmy was out with an injury. Caleb kind of played that role, and he thrived in all of that. And then all of a sudden, you change his role, and you put him somewhere where it's, you know, it's not to his advantage, unfortunately. It's not his fault either now, just like the whole Tyler thing. Not his fault. You put him there in this position, and, you know, those are some of the decisions because of, I guess, whatever limitations you have on this roster – you had to make, and that has completely backfired too. And they try to address that with Kevin Love, but I'm not sure addressing it with a 34-year-old player right. off the buyout market was necessarily optimal. Look, they were forced into that situation when P.J. Tucker left, for whatever reason, whether you want to talk about luxury tax, salary cap, P.J. just simply wanting to play with James Harden. You don't know the full story there. There's a lot of tentacles to all of that. I understand that. So the Caleb Martin thing had to be a strategic thing. Eric Spolcher played it out. I got to tell you, Big O, the starting lineup still has a positive net rating, so it hasn't been a failure. My point with Tyler being is the bench has such an awful net rating right, that right. it's hurt them there. You can make the same argument with Caleb Martin. Again, you're not trying to set a lineup. You're trying to set a rotation. And sometimes it's not the five-man picture. It's the eight- or nine-man picture, and I think that's where the Heat have failed this season. I think they might have the right parts. I'm not so sure they put the right parts in the right places. Uh, Knicks are 10 games over 500. Heat are only three. Um, this is a, a much better Knicks team coming in. Uh, the point guard, it, was, it wasn't working out at the beginning of the season. Now the Jalen Brunson experiment has, uh, has obviously worked out for the Knicks. Yeah, February Eastern Conference Player of the Month. Everyone sort of scoffed at that contract. It's proven to be a valuable contract. Give the Knicks credit. They went out. They had a need that they addressed it. You know, it's not shocking the Knicks are favored tonight. And it's going to be awful at the arena tonight with all those Knicks fans. Believe me, be thankful you're out of town, Big O, because that's not going to be a great atmosphere. And I think when you look at the situation, the Knicks are a better team. They are a more talented team. They are a deeper team. So it should not be a shock. If you're talking about the Heat getting a top six playoff seed, it's all about catching the Brooklyn Nets. You are not catching the Knicks. I know the Heat have three more games, including two at home at Miami Dade Arena against New York. But you know what? Being a basketball person and analyzing the rosters with Julius Randle playing well, 
with Mitchell Robinson coming back as a double-double, high-percentage offensive machine, with R.J. Barrett being at least the equivalent of a Tyler Hero, with Jalen Brunson being better than anyone that the Heat put at point guard, right now the Knicks are the more talented team, and they're the more athletic team. And that's the problem. The Heat are slow and unathletic. You get a team like Brunson and the Knicks out there running in the open court, you get in trouble also. Knicks are better. This will be a big win for the Heat. Shouldn't be expected. It's just needed. And that's the thing. Knicks tonight. Hawks on on Saturday. Hawks on Monday. Cavs on Wednesday. Cavs on Friday. It's not like, oh, the Heat are at home. It's going to solve and be a panacea. It's not. They're playing tough, tough teams. And they have to play a lot better than they have recently. What do you got going on in the Sun Sentinel leading up to this Knicks game? You know, posted a story this morning. I said, Everyone thought, okay, we're going to evaluate our impending free agents in the playoffs. How will Max Struess stand up there? How will Gabe Vincent stand up there? Maybe even Yurt Seven coming back there, or Hayward Highsmith with a team option. Well, now all of a sudden, they might have to do those evaluations now. There might not be playoffs. There might not be a playoff read on Max Struess, who was very good in last year's playoffs. There might not be a playoff read on Gabe Vincent, who was very good in last year's playoffs. There's a bunch of guys on the Heat. Instead of playing for contracts in the playoffs, they may have to p- play for them starting now. So there's a lot of pressure on guys like Struess, like Vincent, like Haywood Highsmith. It'll be really interesting during these final 19 games to see what they could do to maybe extend that observation period into the playoffs. So I break that all down at sunsentinel.com on your doorstep, except in Indianapolis on Saturday. By the way, Lakers aren't making the playoffs, right? If Anthony Davis is great, there is such mediocrity in the play-in level of the West that they can give themselves a puncher shot in the play-in. But I also think it's the ultimate excuse. LeBron's hurt. We would have been a great team, but this set us back. But it's just been a really sort of, you know, type of season. They've been jinxed from the get-go. Yeah, and plus Anthony Davis staying healthy down the stretch for several weeks and carrying we'll and carrying the load. We'll see. Ah, yeah, we'll see. I, I got my money that, uh, you know, the, the, he'll be in street clothes at one point or another since that's who he is. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heapy. Catch his exceptional work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. We'll catch him three times a week here on the platform. Ira, have a great weekend. Enjoy the basketball and those Knicks fans. Catch you Monday on our accurate Pembroke Pines report after the games against the Knicks and the Hawks and playing Atlanta again on Monday. Talk to you then. Thanks, Big O. Thank you. That is Ira Winderman. And if you want a large selection of vehicles, you go to 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 and Pines. It is the finest dealership in the business. It's Craig Zinn's Acura Pembroke Pines. They got a large selection of new cars and a large selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. And they got a service center led by Mike Chan and Jordan Ferber that do an excellent job. So if you own or lease an Acura, great place to get it serviced at Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, all right. Appreciate all of you out there as always. Big O never thought I'd see the day when the Knicks are better than the Heat. Well, you're watching it right now, Devin. You're watching it right now.
And he says, I think Iron nailed it on the head about Tyler Hero. He should have been – yeah, he should have been coming off the bench. The the Heat, I'm telling you, dude, they have – they have – they've lost it. They they lost their – they – Riley has softened up too much. That's what's happened with that front office. They have caved in too much. And they, they they need to go back to, you know, making the best decisions for the team, not worried about players' feelings so much. I'm just being honest. You know, I, I just uh, I, I find it I find it um, I find it weak what they've done lately with some of this stuff. You know, I don't give a shit about Tyler's feelings. Dude, you got your freaking contract. You do what we say we need you to do. You do what's best for the goddamn team, and we need you off the bench. What did I say back in the in in the offseason leading into the regular season? Do you remember what I kept saying? Ginobili! So I turned I turned to – by the way, are you better than Ginobili, uh, Tyler? Because you're not. That's a Hall of Fame player. You have not proven to be a Hall of Fame player. He played off the bench. We kind of need you in the same role. Get your ass off the on the bench and shut the hell up. You got your money. Whatever. You know, be a pro. Do what do what's best for your team. This Dwayne Deadman shit. My God, you gave away a second round pick for nothing. That's, you know, you don't have a lot of draft capital. You need as much draft capital. You know, oh, Jimmy, you you want uh, Kyle, Kyle, I'm sorry, he's not good enough. I don't care that he's your, you know, daughter's godfather. That's fantastic. And he's had a great career and maybe he'll end up in the Hall of Fame or not. I don't know, but he won his championship. And, you know, it's, we've got Bobrovsky twice. You go get a big-time free agent at the back end of his career that already won a title, that's a dangerous combination, dude. Dangerous combination. You need to get him motivated like Brady because he left Belichick and he's out to prove Belichick wrong, and that's the guy you get because he had a chip on his shoulders. But we didn't get Bobrovsky with a chip on his shoulders anymore. He, that, that chip fell off against Tampa Bay in the finals when he just shut those mothers out. Lowry got his title already with the Toronto Raptors when, you know, Kawhi Leonard went over there. He doesn't give a shit, dude. He didn't come here with some kind of fire. Do you see that in Lowry? You see the fire in Lowry that you see from Christian Wilkins? From, from Tuatunga Bailoa, from Jimmy Butler? No. No. Lessons learned for the Florida Panthers. Lesson learned for the Miami Heat. You know, if you're going to go get a seasoned veteran that's, you know, over the hill, <laughs> make sure they haven't won a title and make sure they really have real like competitive character, you know, that they're not just coming here to cash in a check like Bobrovsky and, and, uh, and Kyle Lowry have, 
I'm telling you, man, I love the Heat. I love Riley. I'm not saying get rid of Riley. I'm not saying, the you know, Mickey and, and the Arison family need to sell the team or anything like that. I'm just saying, gentlemen, wake the hell up. Wake the hell up. That's what I'm telling Pat Riley. That's what I'm telling Mickey Arison. Wake the hell up. Get back to doing the things you used to do. Get back to being a hell of a lot more ruthless. Okay? That's what you got to do. And the next time a player comes in, oh, I want this guy. No, you don't want anything. Get your ass out on the court and you do what we need you to do. You're not the GM. You don't own the team. Okay? That's all. And stop getting high in your own supply. Stop re-signing these guys that are not stars. Save your money for real stars like you used to do. Alonzo Mourning. Tim Hardaway. Shaq. Mason. Go get some real stars. Go get people that actually will help you. Save your money for that. You can get the side guys. That's easy. But what happened to the days when you used to get like James Posey? Shit, man. You get James Posey as you're not Gabe Vincent. What are we talking about here, bro? They used to get Dan Marley as a complimentary piece. They used to get Ray Allen and Shane Battier as complimentary pieces. What the hell are you getting now? Duncan Robinson? Get the F out of here, bro. What the hell happened to this front office? That's what's going on here, dude. The Heat have lowered their standards. They are now bending over backwards for players. Enough of that shit. The quality of complimentary players has gone way down, way down. And then you're selling for these stars that aren't even legitimate anymore at this point. Change your ways, man. Go back to your old ways. That's what you used to produce. You, you keep, you guys keep getting bailed out by Eric Spolstra. He makes the shit you give him better than what it really is. Give him championship caliber stuff. You're, you're giving, you're giving him shit like Mike Bibby is what you're giving him now. Uh, Chase says Goran Dragic was a good player for us, but he'd be a ceremonial piece at this point. True, true, but the question is, Chase, do you want Kyle Lowry or Goran Dragic right now? I might take my chance on Goran Dragic. You know why? Because I've never watched Goran Dragic take the court uninspired. He might be hurt, but not uninspired. And, and so I just feel like Goran Dragic right now will still be a pro's pro, whereas 
I'm not sure I'm getting that from Kyle Lowry, bro. I don't, I'm not sure Kyle Lowry gives a shit, to be quite honest. Uh, if, and if Kyle Lowry cares, just so you know, Kyle Lowry, the impression, and I'm sure the people on the chat board will back me up on this. The impression is you don't give a shit. That's what your body language says. That's what you say. So I would rather have Goran over him. I'd take the chance at least. Look, man, they're screwed already as it is. But if you're going to end the season, try to end it the best you can. So that's all I would say. Um, the East got weaker when Durant and Irving went to other teams in the West. Miami simply just doesn't have the talent to still compete. Spolstra will coach his team up, but he can only do so much. Exactly. Lowry was the worst signing in team history. Yeah, it's right there with Whiteside. I would put Lowry on top of Whiteside. That's how bad it is. During the big three, Pat and the F.O. failed to get a point guard and center. Well, during the big three, they won two titles, so they didn't fail anything, my brother. And really, LeBron failed to get the one against Dallas because he wasn't ready and his BBs hadn't dropped. The San Antonio one, they had no business. You got to give – sometimes you just tip your hat to the other team – and San Antonio played, god damn, they played some of the most beautiful basketball I have ever seen in my life. Got to give them credit, bro. I mean, San Antonio played majestic basketball. It was awesome. Bro. I hated it because it was against their team, but I am not, I'm not one of those people that is not going to give somebody credit when they deserve it. And, and that one, Miami was done. But you know, when you win two out of four, you're not – you didn't struggle for anything in the big three, my brother. You, you got it done. Plus, LeBron runs the offense, you know, and, and you had some other guys that, you know, helped out in the point guard spot. But it's not like you were necessarily, oh, my God, it was the worst thing in the world. You didn't lose the Dallas one because, you know, you didn't have a point guard even though the complimentary pieces got better after that year because they added Batty and Ray Allen and all that. But you still should have won that one. But that was more on LeBron than anything else. Uh, GP Trap is in. Good morning. Vic Popple is in. Uh, let's see. Two players that didn't uh, bend over backwards for and should have was Wade at the end and LeBron when he left. Also, no picks, hampers, anything that he tried to do uh, treating current players better than Wade. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they mishandled that, too. They screwed up the Wade-Whiteside thing. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I'm telling you, since the big three, they, they, they've made a lot of bad decisions. A lot of bad decisions since the big three. And they've got to get back on track and, and, and start making better decisions. You know, I, I think some of it has been Riley's desperation to kind of end this run and, and leave on a positive note. And maybe he, you know, maybe he didn't show enough patience. Maybe he wasn't enough of a hard ass. But he's kind of set his, his team up in a, in a position where, yeah, not, not good. Not good. 
All right, let's take a break. Let's get ready for hour number two. Manny Navarro and our Canesware Miami Hurricanes report. We'll start hour number two of the Big O Radio Show. And of course, mastered by the one and only Sean Stanley. 